Hello and welcome again to Let This Mind Be In You. Thank you for coming back and uh, checking out my channel. If it's your first time, uh, this is uh, a fairly new uh, ministry, but um, I just appreciate the fact that you've uh, found this video. Uh, if you, as you can see from the title, we're going to be dealing with coping with PTSD from a biblical perspective. Um, it's a subject that's pretty near and dear to my heart. Um, so well, let's go ahead and get started right away. And uh, before we do, though, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for your timing and your wisdom in the production of this video. And Lord, you worked out the timing. So I just ask that we would uh, say nothing that would um, be outside of your um, spirit. Lord, let your spirit lead, guide, and direct, and everything that's said here in this video. Lord, I just ask that it would be a help to Christians. Um, and Lord, for those that are out there that are watching this video that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, I just ask that you'd use your spirit now to convict for their need, convict them of their sins, that they, they can know that uh, they have a need for a Savior, and that you paid that price. So, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, convict them. Help us again, Lord, as we st study through your word uh, this topic. We ask that you would help us to not bring man's wisdom, but only your teaching. In your name, amen. Okay, so first of all, thank you uh, once again for uh, tuning in. Um, I just wanted to say thanks as well if you've seen the other video. We've got a lot of good positive responses so far um, from those looking to seek to, uh, well, maybe they weren't in complete agreement, but they were actually pushing, it actually pushed them to study it out for themselves and um, in the Bible. So that's amazing because that's the uh, reminder of what this, this ministry is all about. If you haven't seen our introductory uh, introduction video to this ministry, uh, it's, this is just a quick reminder of what this ministry is about. So it's turning your King James Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read this real quick, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. Um, you can read most of this for the sake of time through on your own, but uh, the, the majority of this is what uh, we're trying to do here, um, is be faithful to what God has for us. It says, but uh, this is verse 10, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Um, so when we go and talk about any subject, we want to have the mind of Christ, because down in verse 16, for who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. See, this talks about in this passage here, how the spirit teaches all things. Um, in the last part of verse 16, but we have a, but we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you, as it says in Philippians 2 as well. That's sort of what the um, main push is of this channel. Of course, is to preach the gospel. Um, that's the first and foremost thing. And then also to be a help to Christians, to help encourage them to get into the Word, um, the Word of God, the, the Bible, and to study out subjects with the Holy Spirit teaching and not the traditions of men or the philosophies of men. Um, by way of, I guess, stating the obvious, I'm not a doctor. 
So as we go to speak about uh, PTSD, um, I want you to know that as a active duty military person, I uh, have been for 18 years now, I've seen a lot of people deal with some things and um, have made um, a pretty permanent decision. It's a permanent decision that they've made uh, for problems in their lives. So I would encourage you that um, if you are experiencing any of those things, you're thinking about maybe possibly hurting yourself or others, I encourage you to go seek medical attention. Um, in the dealing with this, I want everybody to be very clear about that, that I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about um, physiological or psychological type things. Um, I'm not equipped to speak on those things. I do know that there's a lot of things that can happen physiologically that affects you psychologically and, and vice versa. So please understand that that's not what this study is about. I want to show from a biblical perspective um, how to uh, deal or, or cope with, so to speak, PTSD. Now, the first thing that you have to understand is who you are as a person. Now, either you've come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ or you haven't. Well, the very first thing that you need to understand is what your spiritual condition is. And in 1 Corinthians 15, just a few pages over, verses 1 through 4, we, we're going to use this verse a lot, these verses a lot. But Paul here talks about salvation. Moreover, brethren, this is verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 15, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached, and unto you which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the Gospel. If you've never put your faith and trust in his righteousness, his work on the cross, and, and how he died and was buried and rose again, if you are still trusting in your own self-righteousness, cry out to God today, come to the realization that anything that you have that you think is good within yourself is nothing compared to the righteousness that's required by God. So God sent His Son to die. God in the flesh came and died and was buried and rose again on the third day. And that free gift is available. There's no works involved. There's nothing you have to do. You just need to cry out to God. There's a um, account in the Bible, Jesus is talking about the um, religious man, and he's also talking about a publican, or what we would consider somebody that's just a normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill type person, but the religious man was talking about how he was thankful to God, you know, I'm thankful I'm not like as this publican over here. Well, the other, the other man, the publican, said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Realize what your condition is. Realize you're a sinner. Jesus said that that man went away justified. The other one didn't. The other one was putting his faith in his own righteousness. The publican was putting his faith in God's righteousness. So do that today. Um, Ephesians 2, this will be a good... Um, point to start on to the rest of the of the 
conversation, the, the study, but Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we have had, we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is it a gift of God. We're going to speak about that gift of God some more today. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So the very first thing, you need to be saved. If you haven't come to that uh, point in your life where you've come to the end of yourself, come to the end of yourself today. Cry out to God. Say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Recognize who you are and who he is. He's God. He died for your sins. Second part of this we're going to talk um, is for an encouragement to those that are tuning in that are, that are Christians that have already come to that realization and are born again. This is to remember the gift of God that we just talked about there. The gift of God that Jesus said that he would send into this world. He said he would send his spirit into the world. And that's what we're going to look at uh, next. Turn over to John. He called his gift his, the Comforter. The Holy Spirit is also known as the Spirit of God he sent into the world. We used this first last, uh, this last video, if you watched the video about uh, uh, the day of the week that Jesus was crucified, we, you can see we use this verse talking about the woman at the well. In verse 10 of John 4, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, who is it that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst ask of him, and, and he would have given thee living water. It's the gift of God. Jesus Christ sent his spirit, as you see in John 14, just a few pages over. John chapter 14, in verse 16 through 18. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Let me just put a pause right there. If you read the, all that 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, 1 through 16, you can see what Jesus is talking about there. It talks about a little bit more that it's spiritually discerned. So just look at that later for your notes. <clears throat> because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, verse 17, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So, Jesus Christ said he would send his spirit into the world, his comforter. So, Christian, remember that. Um, if you're dealing with some sort of uh, post-traumatic stress of some sort, uh, you're dealing with, I mean, anywhere from combat-type stuff to car accidents to seeing disturbing things or whatever the case may be, if you are a born-again believer, you have the Holy Spirit of God that gives you 
that comfort. You can lean on him. Because Christian, remember, he said he sealed you. Sealed you. In Ephesians chapter 1. Turn over there real quick. Ephesians 1. Again, I encourage you to follow along. If you have to um, pause and find a spot, that's okay. But Ephesians 1 in chapter, or excuse me, chapter 1, in verse 13. Remember this, Christian, in whom he also trusted after that he heard the word of truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. Remember that. The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. He sealed you. So, Christian, he sealed you. Meaning that he is, um, your, your righteousness, you came to the end of yourself and not trusting your righteousness, you trusted in his righteousness. So when he, that day of salvation, when he came in, he sealed you. You depended on his righteousness, he cannot fail you. He is sealed. It's sure. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. Your salvation is sure. Ephesians 4 and verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. The day of redemption, we can do a study, and I think I want to hear soon, about the day of redemption, when that actually is. If somebody says to you and they go to Ephesians 4.30, be ready to give an answer. So we're going to be talking about that. So be studying about the day of redemption. But again, we're sealed, Christian. Also, we abound in the hope through the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, we can abound, meaning we can really fully bloom. Um, we're rooted and grounded in the Word, but we can also abound. It's kind of like the bountiful harvest. We can actually have a lot through hope in Jesus Christ, through His Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, Romans 15 and verse 13. Romans 15 and verse 13 is where we'll kind of see this. You'll see that word abound a lot in the Bible, by the way, so take note of that. But Romans 15 and verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy. I love that word all, because you don't have to be a Greek scholar to understand that all means exactly that. It means everything. All means all. So Romans 15 and verse 13, remember that, abound in that hope. He also provides the comfort in tribulation. Comfort, excuse me, comfort in tribulation. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and verse 3 through 7. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, there it is again, who comforteth us in all our tribulations, there is the word all, again, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we also, or we ourselves, are comforted of God. Excuse me. <clears throat> For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. 
and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Understand that in that, in that tribulation time, we have, in that tribulations come, these, these stressors, these different things come. We have comfort in the fact that we have the Holy Spirit of God. He provides that comfort in tribulation. Also remember this, there will be no more death one day. No more death, no more suffering. Second Peter, or excuse me, Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 1. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Christian, understand the fact that you're saved, you're sealed, and one day your entire body, body, soul, spirit, will be redeemed. That day of redemption. But understand the fact that He has brought to you immortality. Eternal life. And that's through, his, through Jesus Christ. Through our Savior. Because we see in Revelation 21, in verse 4, a very good verse to... Uh, bring in remembrance when you're going through struggles. And God, verse 4 of chapter 21 of Revelation, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This life is temporary. Even if you live to be 120 years, that's not very long in retrospective or in perspective of all of history. But just remember that one day he's going to make things all things new. He's going to abolish death. There'll be no more sorrow, no more pain. He's going to wipe away all tears. That's a encouraging thing to us, Christian. Have faith in his word. Study his word. Have the mind of Christ so that you can stir up the spirit within you to deal with those problems that you go through. Because we can always praise and honor and glorify God, even going through trials and tribulations. First Peter 3, and we're going to be in First and Second Peter to finish up. First Peter 3, First Peter 3, no, excuse me, First Peter 1, I'm sorry, verses 3 through 9. First Peter 1, verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, 
though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So again, folks, if you're saved, you can have that comfort and knowledge and knowing that you can give praise, honor, and glory to God even through your trials, even if you're dealing with things. So 1 Peter 5, 7, and 10. 1 Peter 5 and verses 7 through 10. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Again, we know these next verses here, but it's good to remind ourselves and to be steadfast in the word. Remind yourself, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That devouring is trying to get to your mental status there, trying to make you doubt and, and, and have fear, because he knows you're sealed, Christian. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. See there? This is how you resist. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Let that settle you. To know that Jesus Christ has already got the victory. He's already got the victory. You let the devil know. You let the uh, roaring lion, as it mentions here, remind him. Be steadfast in the faith. And then finally, let's finish up with Second Peter, right across the page there, chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. We're called to a life of glorifying him. I know we go through trials, we go through tribulations, we go through different things, and in the flesh we get down. We can have things that start to affect us physically, physiologically, um, maybe uh, psychologically. But understand, Christian, that if you remind yourself that you have the mind of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, we are more than conquerors. That's an encouragement to me. Uh, you can finish reading down through verse 8 there, but for time's sake, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But just remind yourself, dealing with or coping with PTSD from a biblical perspective, first and foremost, you need the Holy Spirit of God. If you're not saved, that free gift of God is readily available. Call on Him today. Secondly, if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit of God. Stir up that inside of yourself. Get in His Word. Get rooted and grounded. Have the mind of Christ. That Comforter is there for you, Christian. Let's finish up with a word of prayer, and then we'll make a few quick announcements, and then that'll be it for today. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this study. Lord, thank you for the just the remembrance and the studying of all this, Lord, that you brought to my heart. How that things that I've seen and dealt with and had issues with in the past. And Lord, that I can be thankful in even the tribulations and trials that come even now. Because you have given the victory. Lord, help me to rest in that. Help me to walk in the Spirit. Help those that are watching me in this video encourage each other. 
Lord, help us to recognize who you are and the promises that you gave us. Then one day, you'll wipe away all tears and you make things new again. That this life is just temporary and through you is eternal. Lord, thank you so much for your son. Thank you so much for the free gift of salvation. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the free gift of the Holy Spirit that can teach us and guide us, comfort us. Lord, thank you so much for that. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. All right, so um, thank you again for joining me. Um, so quick announcement. Um, I think we're going to be doing our first interview. Um, one of the other things that I'd like to do for this channel, like I've, I mentioned in my introduction video, is is do interviews and have a somebody sitting here across from me. And that's um, that is because I think It'd be an encouragement for Christians, born-again Christians, to see what true fellowship is about. In order to have true Christian fellowship, it has to be in truth. So we're going to get around the truth and um, have a good time with it. Um, I'll just go ahead and, uh, Lord willing, my first interview is going to be with my dad. And um, I'm very excited about that. Um, he's coming into town, so I'm going to be able to have the first interview be my dad. Um, the only one I've known as far as on this earth and, um, almost 38 years now, but, um, I put, I put him through some things, uh, with some of the mistakes that I've made in my past, but, um, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, I look up to him. I look up to him as far as somebody that's a hard worker. So he's also a little bit of a, of a character. And uh, so I think we're going to have a great time with that. And um, so I'm going to have my dad. Don't know how long the interview is going to go. Um, I don't know, ever know how long these videos are going to go. I don't really plan it out time-wise. I just kind of let the spirit lead. Um, but the main thing is, is that you can always pause these videos and come back to them later. It's, it's, a, it's perfectly okay. Um, but I just want Christians out there to see true Christian fellowship. So even though my earthly dad is going to be here, He's also my brother in the Lord, so it's going to be a fun time. I am excited for that because uh, you never know what he's going to say, but I'm sure it'll be funny. <laughs> Some of the things that you'll say. So he's kind of a character. I don't think we look anything alike, but other people disagree. But um, anyways, so thank you for joining me. Um, again, let me let this be an encouragement. Go back, look at the verses. Um, Go back, look at the verses, get you a King James Bible and look them up and um, let the spirit teach you. Read first Corinthians two. read first Corinthians two again. Look at the uh, the power that lives inside of you, Christian. it's It's amazing. And then if you don't have Jesus Christ again, let me implore you one more time. Um, answer the call. that gnawing that's on you, that you're hearing these verse these verses, these this word of God, that gnawing you're feeling is the Holy Spirit working on you. So I pray that he keeps doing that and that you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Call out to him today. And that'll be it. So thank you for joining me for Let This Mind Be In You for this, uh, this study, coping with PTSD from a biblical perspective. Leave some comments. Um, that's fine. Leave some comments, some other issues that you want to bring up, anything. Subscribe, like, notification bell, share it whole nine yards. So I thank you and um, I'll see you next time.